Welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a seat, pour yourself a cup of tea. I'm Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And today, welcome to Voices of the Parliament. It is my pleasure to introduce an old friend of mine, a brilliant businessman who's had a, quite a journey getting to his place. His name is Jeremy Critt. Jeremy Critt is part uh, is a real estate broker and founder of Critt Real Estate in Austin, Texas. He's also the founder of Infinite Returns Capital LLC. Uh, he has been a real estate agent, a teacher. We're going to talk about it. It's, but let me just bring you aboard, guys, because this is going to be a great conversation we have today. Uh, Jeremy, welcome. Welcome to Thank the parliament. Uh, Thank right. you, man. I, I mean, you could tell that I'm already excited to, to have a <laughs> with you. Uh, I'm excited. And, and I've, I, you know, I've already talked to you up to some of our, my listeners, and they're just excited to kind of hear what you have to say. And today we're just we're going to talk about business, and we're going to talk about your life, and we're going to unravel Christianity through that, guys. This is why why we bring people on here. So uh, a little bit, let's just start a, a little bit about that journey, right? I, and you know, prior to this, we were talking, but uh, talk a little bit of journey and how you got to Austin. Let the people know, like some of the stuff that that you on your on your spiritual and you know personal journey have gone through to get to you know being this real estate broker and investment guy. Okay, wow. Okay, where do we where do we begin? <laughs> where do we begin? Oh my lord. Um well, um well, okay. Well, let's let's just start let's just start at the beginning. So, um I mean I mean should, should I just go like how far back do we go, Jason? How far I, back? You know what? Go? Why don't we look. Let's I'll, I'll let's preclude you here, ladies and gentlemen. He started in seminary and didn't end up there. So let's start you okay. leaving seminary because there's okay, a lot like before that. that. But yeah. I think I think people want to be interested. Like, uh, how does a man who uh, guys he was going to be a priest? Like we talked about that. This is what we talked about our juniors and senior years in high school. This is how long I've known Jeremy. He wanted to be a priest as I wanted to be a pastor. So mm -hmm. him leaving seminary for me was a shock. So, and, and it was, what, well, you tell them it wasn't easy, right? Oh so, yeah. So, so, you know, when I was in high school, I had a, a, a very deeply moving religious experience when God became real to me, you know, there, there's a moment, I think every, every, um, everyone who believes in God, every Christian, I think that is deeply committed and, and, and you know, has the light of faith. There, there, there is a, there is a moment usually when God, God becomes real. You, you, you sense God's presence or you have a, a feeling of God's presence in your life. And I, I had a very powerful experience of that when I was in high school, when we were in high school together. Yep. And, um, and so that's where I, that's when I felt I had a calling, you know, I still feel, I, I still feel that I have a calling, you know, it's just a different calling. But when I was in high school, I felt God's voice, um, in my life, God's call in my life to follow him. And, um, and I, I thought that was to be a priest. Um, I really deeply believe that in, um, and so, you know, when we were in high school, when people asked me, you know, what, you know, and I, and when I was in high school, I mean, I don't, a lot of people don't know this, but I, I mean, I used to, uh, 
you know, in the, during lunchtime, I used to go in the library. I used to read like Thomas Aquinas, Summa Theologica. Like I, I, I was into theology in high school. Uh, but, um, but yeah. And, and so I, I thought, you know, I was really going to, uh, become a priest and, uh, and so, you know, I, I graduated high school, um, you know, and, and um, I did I did have a when I was one year before I you know left the seminary, you know, I, I did. I had a girlfriend and uh, but I but I broke that off because I wanted to be a priest. I, I, I broke up with her and, you know, and then I, I went to um, to St. Louis. I joined a, a religious order called the Redemptorists. Um, they're a, a missionary order founded by St. Alphonsus Liguri in the, in the 18th century. They, they do ministry and to the poor and abandoned and far off places and, and to people that are, that are very poor. And, um, and so I, I, you know, was very inspired by their, you know, their charism, their message. And, and so, um, I, I joined as what's called a postulant, the, you know, there's a formation process. And, and so that's why I, I went to St. Louis. That's where they sent me to go study philosophy, um, and then, um, you know, I got my degree in philosophy there at St. Louis university, um, a Jesuit university in St. Louis, Missouri. And then, um, and then I, I did a, a novitiate year, which is kind of like a, um, uh, it's think of it like a retreat. It's like a one-year retreat before you take, uh, um, temporary vows of poverty, obedience, and chastity, um, which is kind of part of the preparation of, of becoming a priest in a religious order for, you know, this is a Catholic thing. So I, I know some of you. No, it's good. Look, our, yeah. our listeners come from every part of life. Yeah. So, I mean, that yeah. might be a call to somebody where, yeah. you know, my, yeah. my Protestantism is not a call. Maybe somebody wants to end up being yeah. a priest. Yeah. So now they're getting a little bit of that. <laughs> so I, so I, so I did that novitiate year and it was, it was you know, it, you know, it was, it, I mean, it's a very intense year. You know, you're, you're there with other you know, men um, who are studying for the religious life and, and priesthood. And, and so, um, you know, we had a, a novice master and we would have, you know, um, like conferences every day and, you know, and prayer and mass and all that, you know, the very, um, almost, almost like a monastic kind of life. Um, and then I did uh, one year of theology, graduate school theology at Catholic Theological Union. But, you know, as we were talking kind of before we started here is that, um, you know, what I realized, you know, through that process was, um, you know, I felt that I was called at that time to be a Catholic priest and uh, to be in that community. But as time went on, you know, being in being in the religious life and, and seminary, it's not like it's not like applying for a job. Like you're discerning all the way through. You're you're praying every day, asking God to give you light and wisdom and understanding to, to know if this is really where he's calling you to be. And, and then the church views it that way too, you know, they, they want you to do that too. And, um, and so as I was kind of, you know, I, I did my temporary profession of poverty, obedience, and chastity, and then I was studying theology. And then I, I just realized that I just wasn't where I was supposed to be. I didn't really fit in well. Um, and I, I just realized I couldn't grow where I was, you know, where I was. And, I, I just saw the trajectory moving forward. Um, I didn't know if it was necessarily, you know, to not be a priest or, or if it was just the community, but I knew that I wasn't meant to be with those group of people. And, um, and it was very, very hard to, to finally basically discern out, you know, um, it wasn't just leaving. It was really kind of just a discernment, a very long discernment process of realizing, you know, this is not the place. And I, I spent many, many hours in prayer, many, very long hours, very long nights, really, you know, trying to discern and, 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 and see, you know, you know, what is God calling me? Is God calling me to, 
stick it out and be strong and 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 maybe this is just a, a test or is god calling me to leave that was a that was a tension that i had for 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 a while for for more than a couple of years you know sounds, um, sounds like an agonizing process right it was very agonizing it was true not- you know when people talk about discernment that is i mean that is i mean that is the most intense discernment process i have ever had because you know you're making a life commit you're you're working towards discerning whether number one are you are you are you called to to this form of ministry right are you called called to this form of ministry in the church which is perpetual until death okay so that's something where we differ a little bit from our Protestant brothers and sisters. You know, the Catholic priesthood is forever. Even if you got laicized in the Catholic mind, once a priest, you're always a priest. It's an indelible mark on your soul. Okay, so it's you know it's it's perpetual, uh, and and um, and then also um, well, I forgot where I was going with this, but but oh yeah, and 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 also in in my case because I was in a religious community, you know, am I called to this? particular community with this specific charism because they all it's not just ministry it's a ministry in the kind of spirit of this of this group and um you know just lots of praying lots of lots of you know getting to know yourself self-knowledge you know that i think part of this was kind of understanding myself as well you know um kind of who i am what you know um it's it's what god's calling you to do but how god has also made you you know, understand how God has made you, you know, your, 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 your temperament, your, um, your way of thinking. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was very, very hard. It was very hard to leave. You know, I, I, I really loved the redemptorists and I, 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 um, I loved, uh, you know, the priests and brothers I lived with, um, you know, most of them were very, very nice. And I, I learned a lot from them, but it wasn't meant to be. And when I, when I got the courage to finally say, okay, this is, I have to, you know, move on. Um, you know, I, I, I made the choice, you know, and I, and I decided to leave. So you moved, you moved on, you discerned. Sorry, that was very long winded. I'm sorry. That was very, no, no, no. <laughs> so, so you moved on. You, that's uh, the short version, by the way, that's the short version. <laughs> the long version coming in a future book, life and times of Jeremy Crit. Um, but <laughs> you move on, you, then what? That's because right, this is a journey, right? And and this yeah. is good for people to know because like we get in our twenties mm-hmm. and we're like, well, what? I, either you really know what you want to do, and there's very few. Let's just say maybe five percent of of at least Americans, right? I can't talk about the other world. And I felt I had certitude, by the way. I felt I even though I mean I felt that this is really like I really want, but but you know again you know when you're, when you're honest to God, honest with God, honest with yourself, and you're really moving towards a real life commitment that's forever. I mean, you really start thinking about it very carefully and it's not just thinking about it, but you're thinking it in the light of God, you know, and and asking God to guide you. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was, I was just thinking that, I mean, that type of discernment, I mean, how people would kill to learn that type of identity, the time you spent there, and the sad part, it was a gift. That was a gift. That was a gift. And the sad part of not connecting there. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we can see that in the rest of our lives, right. When leaving friends behind, 
Mm-hmm. Right. You discern this is not where I need to be anymore. I've either outgrown or I'm not going to grow here anymore. They're stuck there. Or, you know, I, I need to get gain some more maturity before I hang out with these people. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you definitely had people would kill for it. The people read books about that process. Right. Mm-hmm. Guys going to a monk monastery, whether it be Buddhism or Catholic. Mm-hmm. And then they come out and they're like, you know what? This wasn't for me. But here's the insight I learned. Mm-hmm. Right. And all oh, yeah. this is what you're talking about. So what did you do with that insight? Well, you know, w- when I left, I was like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, it was it was a little bit like, you know, because I, I loved, you know, I loved theology. You know, I you know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. You know, um, I loved theology. Um, I loved I, I loved a lot of the structure of, of the of, of the community life of the prayers and mass and daily prayers and mass or evening prayer, morning, pr- morning prayer, evening prayer, mass, um, in events and conferences and all of that. And that was all nice. But when I left, it was very confusing. I was actually very disoriented because my whole life was basically religious life and, you know, the religious life. And so I, I really felt very, very disoriented. It was very, a very confusing time for me. I, I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, that was five years of my life. You know, I could have studied a lot of other things and a lot of other things. I was really on a track that was very specific to that, uh-huh. you know? And, yep. um, so I, I don't know where I got this idea. I, I literally do not know where I got this idea, but, um, as I was, I remember it actually happened actually while I was preparing to leave the, the, the community, um, the religious community I was in. Um, I, I had my habit. I don't know if people know what a habit is, but you know, if you've seen like Catholic priests, um, or brothers wearing like a, it's kind of like a long, like kind of like a robe kind of thing. It's called, that's called a habit. And I remember I was, um, you know, I, I received that habit when I was in the novitiate. Um, and I remember I was kind of folding up my habit and it was very hard. Like it was like, cause like it was my it was identity. Closer. It was, it was the end of something. Right? It was the end. It was, you, the were, end, yes. you were in mourning. This was, was, I you, was, you know, putting something to rest. I was 100%, 100%. And I remember leaving it on the bed and, uh, and I started having these ideas about maybe I, I heard somewhere, it, I, obviously it had to come from somewhere. Like I must've read something or heard something in the past about teaching English overseas. I'm like, I think I want to do that. Cause I just wanted to kind of like, just do something different, get away from everything. And just, you know, I just needed time just away from everything and, and a different experience. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to teach, I think, I think I want to teach English overseas. And I, and I, in my mind, I thought Japan, I was really like, I, I was, I don't know where, again, I don't know where it came. I thought, okay, I'm going to go to Japan. This is going to be great. You know, da, da, da. And then I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how to teach. I don't know anything about teaching English. So I started like looking, like learning more about it. And I found out about this uh, short course at San Diego state university. It was a one month course. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to go there and then I'm going to find a job over, you know, in Japan. And then we'll see what happens. And so I went home for a short time in, you know, California, my foot, my, you know, I'm from Rancho Cucamonga, California. It's not old stomping grounds. And, uh, and then I went to San Diego and I stayed with a friend who was very gracious to let me um, stay with them. And, um, and so basically um, I did this one month course and I, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to Japan. Actually, this is something interesting in telling the story, right? Cause everything I thought think is going to happen kind of doesn't happen in, in some way uh, or, or it turns out differently than what you expect. Yeah. Here you go, say. people. Remember we've talked about this. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I go to, um, 
I go to uh, San Diego State University. Again, very short course. It's like a certificate course. And I'm doing this. And so now we're getting towards the end. And, and part of the course is like they kind of help you try to find a job at the end. So um, I'm applying in Japan. I'm applying to all these little language schools in Japan. Nothing. Dead. Zero. Nothing. No no response. No thank you. No, 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 nothing. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, and someone's, I don't know if someone's told me or, or I just was kind of like, okay, well, I got to find something. So I started applying to places in Korea. And man, like everyone wanted to hire me in Korea. It was just like every, and, and, and looking back on it now, there was a boom. There was like a English teaching boom in Korea right at that time that I was kind of looking at this stuff. And, um, man, I mean, I could have taught almost anywhere in Korea and I thought, okay, I think I'm going to go to Korea. And this is funny. This is, this is back in 2004. And, you know, we're from that generation where, you know, internet was like, we, we lived before internet and during the very beginning of internet, whereas I mean, I'm only 42 years old, you know, but, but yeah, but the, in 2004 we had internet, but we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have, uh, it's weird to say that I feel old now, huh? We had MapQuest. We had MapQuest, but but you had to go to the library to like use the computer, right? Yeah, so print like, out print out directions was usually at the library because printers were ridiculously expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, where is Korea? So I remember going to the library to find the atlas <laughs> where Korea was. <laughs> the seriously, this was only 2004. It's not that long ago. Well, it is kind of a long time ago, but 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 it it doesn't it doesn't seem that long ago. And, um, and so I, I was like, okay, Korea, I guess we're, I guess we're doing it. So I graduated from the program a couple days, like a day later or two days later, I was on a plane going to South Korea. Um, and, um, I remember my mom was like, like, cause I, I it was a job teaching kids. Right. And my mom's like, you want to teach kids? And I, and I, I really, for me, I didn't care. I just wanted to like, do, <laughs> I go to get Korea. Out. yeah, just, you know, enjoy life and, and do something different. And, um, and so basically um, I arrive in Korea. Um, I remember I get there, I'm, I'm greeted by the, the, the owner and, and director of the, the language school and I'm looking around and it's like, it's so foreign. I mean, there's Korean language everywhere. I'm like, I can't read anything. I'm starting to feel a little bit kind of nervous because it's like, it's, in, I'm in such an unfamiliar environment, you know, everything is just completely different. And I remember they dropped me off at the apartment and, um, and they kind of pointed like where I needed to go, like walk to, to go to work. And they're like, okay, can, like, can you figure it out? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, no, no problem. No problem. And then I, <laughs> I, I fall asleep. I mean, I'm, I'm like exhausted from this flight and I fall asleep and then I wake up and then I, I forgot, like, like, I mean, I know I'm in Korea, right. But it's like, it's my first morning in Korea. I wake up. And it's this tiny apartment, like literally, like I could literally from my bed, like cook breakfast. Like it was this very tiny little right. apartment, which Absolutely. very common, you know, over there. Right. And, and, um, I get up and I look out and then I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go to the school. So I, I, I get dressed and, um, I, I, I walk and then I, I, everything's in Korean. And like, I vaguely remember the direction I had to walk in. And I'm walking and, and I'm just like seeing all the Korean. I've seen the buses have all the Korean. I don't, I, I can't see everyone's looking at me, by the way, this is, you know, foreigners were yeah, you're definitely not looking Korean, man. Yeah. 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 They're looking, all the kids are looking at me. They're smiling and, 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 and laughing. And, and it's just, it was very interesting. So anyway, so anyway, long story short, you know, I start teaching at this language school. Um, and you know, everything's going fine. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to learn a little bit Korean, you know, I got a little bit of sick with, with, 
the food and stuff, but I got used to it. Um, and then, um, and then tofu. What's that? Stinky tofu. Stinky no. tofu. Right. That's right. No, and bro. kimchi. Kimchi. Kimchi is what got kimchi's me. Kimchi is delicious. But stinky tofu, I'll try it once. <laughs> but. Well, I, I, I had tremendous um, digestive problems in, in Korea. I bet. Because of the chili. I, so much chili and everything. Uh-huh. You know? um, but um, but yeah, I, so basically I just kind of got into a routine. And then I, I, I got braver and started going into the city. And so I was a little bit outside of Seoul. And. Um, I used to go to church um, in downtown uh, Seoul at the Myeongdong Cathedral. It's it's a beautiful cathedral. It looks like a French Gothic style cathedral right in the middle of the city. Really, really nice. And um, and uh, so one day, this is now four months. I'm in Korea, right? I'm just doing my thing in Korea, exploring a lot and and having fun. And, and it was good. I, like it got my mind off a lot of the stuff from from seminary, just like because it was it was hard. It was very so hard for me to leave. But even when I think about it now, it, even though it was the right decision, part of me just it, it, it's it, it kind of it's just a hard thing you know, that I went through. Let's highlight and, that real quick. Yeah, so, sure. The only reason I highlight I, I want to okay. highlight that because sure. I think I think the listeners need to understand like when there is and we've talked about this listeners parliament we we've talked about when there's a drastic change and you bury something mm. it really is learning and i haven't talked about this i mean it's the same thing with death it's really learning to live in a new universe mm. right oh, yeah. because something's completely changed that was consistent that was it there. And by the way, some, a side note that I remember, Jeremy, you're the one who introduced me to to the idea of teaching um, outside the U.S. And oh. if, it, if I wasn't introduced to that, I wouldn't have introduced two of my friends later on who would then later on go to Japan to teach where you didn't get to go. Okay. They went. And I'm just like, because okay. this is what I introduced. To, I'm like, look, you need to get out of here. You need to yeah. like do some growing. You, you like Japanese. Go. Go teach mm-hmm. English. And I'm like, I, and it only came till right now. I'm like, where did I get that? Because you're mm-hmm. like, you don't know. What, and I'm like, oh, I know where I got that. I got that. <laughs> Jeremy doing that. And I'm just like, I introduced like a, a few people to that and they actually did it. And if you wouldn't have gone down that, see this, there's no coincidence, folks. If you wouldn't have made that decision, I would have never known about that. Because mm-hmm. during all this time, folks, we were still in contact. He was one of the very few people that I've been in constant contact mm-hmm. um, since high school. Uh, just because he that's, we, he was one of the very few people well we related to theologically. We just like talking theology, mm-hmm. whether we agreed or not. And, a lot know, of disagreements, but it's okay. Yeah, and, and a lot what, of agreement. Too. What? What? <laughs> what? Uh, right. What our the younger generation doesn't know about, you know, how, how to have a disagreement without right. like right. villainizing somebody. Um, <laughs> right. But, but Jason. But Jason. But Jason. But but, but you see, and, and I think this is important because um, I I really believe this, and I I found this with a lot of friends. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but, no, go go go. But I I think this is interesting because. Um, cause I, I am, I'm basically, I mean, I, I would call myself a conservative Catholic. I'm kind of like all in on, on it, but, but, um, but the thing is, you, you know, who I like, the, you know, who's kind of a model for me on this? Who? St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, okay. And, 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 and the reason why, um, is so St. Francis, okay. It, 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 I'm, I'm going to tie it into like disagreement here for a moment uh, on <laughs> theological matters. If I may, can I, can oh, I, no, I, I, I don't want to, this is your show. Absolutely. That's what this is all about. Go ahead. Okay. I, I mean, I love Francis. Go, bring him onto the show. Go okay, for it. Okay. Okay. So St. Francis, right. Um, he 
lived kind of a wild life. Okay. Um, and he had a deeply, you know, he had a, a very deep conversion and long story short, cause we could talk a lot about St. Francis, but he, he really wanted to imitate Christ radically. Right. And whether you believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, you know, he had the stigmata. Okay. All right. So you, some people will say, well, well maybe we didn't have that. That's for another show, but we will have that show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll but, have a whole bunch of people for that one, though. Let's go. But, but, but I think at the point of the stigmata, whether you think he had a stigmata or not, is the point is, is that the, the idea of the stigmata, if you just, even if you just don't believe it in, in such a thing or whatever, is that he wanted to be so conformed to Christ and imitate Christ and radical um, imitation of the gospel, right? And so for, for Francis, you know, one of his main things was, um, uh, is, is, is just living the gospel, your behavior, like how you are, how you act, what you say to, to preach by example, not, not so much by words, but by your example. And, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, uh, I know for myself, even though I have some, I have some very, um, uh, you know, I have some theological commitments, right. That I think are true, um, that I may not share with other fellow, you know, you know, you know, or other brethren out there. Um, but but I think but I think though is you know what really matters. I mean I think theology does matter. What we believe does matter. I'm not going to you know discount that. But 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 I would much rather have someone that is you know maybe we don't agree theologically, but if we're if our hearts are both trying to follow the Lord, if we're all if we're both trying to follow Jesus, and 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 we kind of know what I mean. You know we may have a little differences, but there are some basic things that Jesus teaches that we all can follow. And I would much, much rather, you know, um, you know, be with someone like that than some guy in my church that, you know, is full of nonsense and, you know, d- doesn't really try. Right. So, so no, I mean, I completely agree with you. I mean, you know, I, I, that's the truth. And that's how our relationship has worked since the olden days, the olden golden days. I mean, I don't know what to call our youth anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, every, <laughs> Everybody at our age starts looking back and go, really? I, I don't feel that old. And why is my music on the oldies no. station? So, 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 sorry, sorry. I, I, I just wanted to say one, one other thing about St. Francis. Sorry, just it's like, why did I didn't really get into why? I, that's my problem. I, I started going into these tangents. No, go but, ahead. Finish it up. But, 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 but um, you know, St. Francis really um, emphasized the idea of fraternity, Christian fraternity. You know, and, 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 and we need to have that even, even if, you know, Catholic, Protestant, whatever, whatever flavor we're, we're in, you know, we, we still, we should always be striving towards that kind of Christian fraternity, trying to seek mutual understanding in Christ. And I, I really, I really believe in that. Well, let me, let me add, uh, a, a church father here. See, haha, uh, Justin Martyr, who's my favorite. Oh, I love uh, Justin Martyr. Love Justin Martyr. He would say that all truth, wherever it is found is inherently, uh, ours by inheritance mm-hmm. due to the fact that Christ is the embodiment of all truth. And mm-hmm. is that truth that unites us. And he's talking to, to Marcus Aurelius Caesar. Mm-hmm. This is written to Marcus Aurelius Caesar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would say, well, these guys aren't Christians and you need to pay attention to this. And he would talk about that, that truth being the fraternity. Right. And you were talking about like how the basic, the basic things that we all believe that should unite us. And like all the other stuff is debatable. I think about 
Hillel and Shammai, the two major rabbis during Jesus's time, who were in constant argument. They argued about theology, about everything, the afterlife, how to wash their hands. But what what people don't realize um, is that they were friends, even mm-hmm. though they argued and they yelled and they mm-hmm. screamed and they they would mm-hmm. later on sit down and break bread together, mm-hmm. right? Because they both still followed the same God, mm-hmm. and though they they disagreed on how to follow that God. They were still friends because that was united. And that fraternity that you're talking about, I, it's it's starting to appear again, which is very exciting. The community, I, and I don't, people call use the word revival. I guess that we can use that in the sense that fraternity is starting to reappear amongst the different liturgical bodies found in, out there, especially in America. It, 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 and you know the the thing is, especially today. Wow, we're, we're, we're really we're really we can we're rabbit really, trail. This is what this uh, is all about. Let's go. Yeah, um, I, I I think also um, in the kind of world we're living in now, that's becoming very relativistic, very secularized, where you know um, Christianity is is kind of under attack. You know, at least in the West, um, in multiple ways. Um, it is, it is important. It is important to, um, to have a common witness, you know, it is very, very important. And, uh, and so it's, it's, you know, I I think about that a lot because in fact, people who are listening to this, who know me (laughs) might be very surprised to hear this because I, I'm a very, I'm, I mean, I'm a very, you know, I, 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 I'm Catholic and I, and I, he's very devout folks. Huh? I said, he's a very devout Catholic folks. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, devout, I mean, Okay, I'm just you know, I'm just a sinner like the rest of us, but, but it's okay to call yourself devout. You do seek and you do. Yeah, I I, I sincerely, yes, I, I I sincerely try try to follow Christ and 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 within the Catholic Church, um, but um, but 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 I, I that said, uh, you know, some of my really really best friends are not Catholic. They are they are Christians, but not Catholic Christians. And, um, but, but I, I really believe that like we have to band together in these times because we're, we're facing really, really, um, challenging, um, issues and, 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 and the light of Christ and Christianity has a lot of answers to these problems that we're, that we're seeing in today's world, you know? Hallelujah. You're preaching, yeah. you're preaching to the parliament. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Right. So I don't, okay. No, yeah. no. I mean, you know, I, I like going on rabbit trails myself. Yeah. Uh, Wow, that so, was really a rabbit trail. Woo, that was really well. But <laughs> but it's well, but what, how do you unravel something, right? You start at the center of something, and then it starts to unravel, and that's what we do here. So this is fine. Uh, I like this show. This show. <laughs> I like it. So so we are we're looking. You you moved South Korea, right? Your you know divine revelation. It came to you. Uh, it it was there. <laughs> Right. I, and, and I and I say that because, folks, people, God talks to us all the time and it, it, he says he doesn't know where he got it. So I'm going to say that God talked to him because that's my theological preference. And, and whether Jeremy agrees with me or not, he'll just say, I, I don't know. But I'm going to say he got a divine revelation of some sort. And he ended up moving to Korea and and, you know, he he was successful. Right. But OK, so. Let's let's zoom through. So, how long did you teach? Let's let's just. Okay. Yeah. So 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 I was getting I was actually just getting into a very important milestone. Oh, so go ahead. So basically, four months into Korea, 
I'm going to, this is why I was talking, this is why I was mentioning church. This is why I was mentioning it. Because I was, so I was going to church every Sunday um, in Myeongdong Cathedral. And one day I'm coming back I'm, 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 and I lived about, you know, I lived in like a satellite city outside of Seoul, a place called Ilsan. And uh, there was this one bus stop I would go every time to get back to, into Ilsan. I had a little private lesson I was going to teach, uh, you know, you know, later that day. And I was at this bus stop. The bus, this bus would come every 15 minutes like clockwork. And this one day, the bus didn't come. And I was waiting and waiting, 15 minutes past, and there was someone there. There was a, a young girl there and uh, a young woman. And, um, and so after about 15 minutes, 30 minutes or something like that, you know, I, 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 asked, she did, she, you know, she didn't speak a lot of English. She, I was like, um, I was like, Hey, you know, do you know anything about the bus? You know? And she was, you know, trying to get out a, a few English words. And she basically said like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, you know? And so, um, well, we were waiting and waiting. And then I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to Ilsan. I'm going to take the, uh, the subway, which is an alternate way we could have gone. And then she goes, oh, that's that's exactly where I'm going. Um, and um, she's like, I was like, we basically decided to go together. And um, and so then, I, of course, I, I drink coffee. I'm drinking Starbucks coffee as I'm talking to you here now, Jason. And um, and so and so I'm like, there was a coffee. Shop and I wanted to get a coffee. It's like, hey, would you like a coffee? You know, it's very innocent. It was like, and she's like, OK, yeah. And, you know, she became my wife. You know, I mean, obviously, it was a long, long uh, obviously. Later, but- but, Another, but that's I, how I met my wife. I met her at a bus stop in the middle of Seoul, Korea, you know, like with no pre, you know, no, no intent of, you know, anything happening. But that's 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 how I met her. OK, so you met your wife. You're teaching. That's right. To, to little kids. So but you told me you decided to move. Why? Well, well, so I taught. So just so I taught at a private language school for about six months. And then I got a job at a public elementary school and I taught there, I taught there for a year, about a year. And then I got a job at a university. I have no idea. Like I, I finagled my way into that job. I, I don't, I, I, I wanted to really teach at a university and I, I knew someone that was teaching there. And then like, I, 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 they were able to kind of get me this interview and I was able to, that's how I, that's how I got into university. And you sold yourself. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it was, you know, Yonsei university, which is a very good university in, in Korea. And so I, I started teaching there and then I taught at another university um, called Seoul national university of science and technology. So I was, I was in Korea for five years um, total. Um, and um, I was dating my wife during that time. Um, but you know, what was interesting was, um, you know, at one point, and it's kind of a crazy idea now that I think, I mean, now that I, as I'm talking to you about it, I, I'm thinking Jeremy was not thinking straight. I, I was thinking that I was going to stay in Korea forever. Basically. I thought, I mean, I thought, okay, you know, my, you know, I'm so young here. I don't really have, I don't know what I'm going to do if I go back to the United States. So, you know, maybe I'll just stay here. I'll teach English you know, we'll, we'll let life here develop. So I started really learning Korean. I started really getting into the culture. Um, and then what I realized was no matter how much Korean I learn, no matter how, you know, no matter what I do, I'm probably never going to be fully accepted as a Korean. I mean, I'm, I'm just this guy. I don't look Korean. Um, and I'll probably never learn Korean even well enough to really be that great anyway. <laughs> and I realized this is not gonna, this is not gonna work 
long term. And and so I was like, I just got kind of tired. Um, you know, I, I love Korea. By the way, I love Korea very much. But at this point in my life, about five years in, I was just like, I need to change. I was just feeling burnt out with Korea. You needed a breather. I needed a breather. So I went to China. Uh, <laughs> as I said earlier, a sidestep. You took a sidestep. So, so I was like, you know what? Let's check out China. And it was it was hard because I, 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 you know, uh, Sohyun, who was, you know, uh, who's now my wife, but she was at that time, she was my girlfriend. Um, I was like, um, I was like, hey, you know, I, I love you very much. And, you know, our relationship is there's no problem with our relationship. But I, I just have to leave Korea for a while. I know it sounds weird. Maybe I don't know if this sounds weird to people listening, but. I, I just really, I was tired. Like I just burnt out. I needed a change of environment. Oh, that's good. That we'll, we'll put a, a pin there real quick. So that is something healthy, right? Knowing when you need a breather. I mean, in, in business, right? Like you sometimes need a breather. So, you know, you change your focus in business. You change your focus in teaching. You changed your entire country, but I'm just saying, uh, we, we sometimes, it's healthy, right? And I, I think some people would ju- have just stayed and stewed there to mm. their detriment until they were until they yes. became toxic. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So that is very. You're 100 percent correct. So that is okay. So that is your thought. There is 100 percent correct. So let me backtrack a little bit. So there's a little bit more that you know because it's hard in a format like this. You know because we could talk for hours. But what you said is absolutely correct. What I, what there are people like that abroad. You know, because they, they're there, they become tired of it. But you know what? They're so, they got comfortable. You know, they get comfortable. They're in their groove. They're making their money. They're they're doing their thing. But, you know, they're angry at, you know, the country, at the people. And it's like, no, it's not the country. Korea was there before I got there. Okay. <laughs> Koreans are doing just fine. Korea is not a problem. I'm the problem. And, and, and so I have a choice to make. I have a choice to make. I can stay here and still feel all these things that I'm feeling because of the environment that I'm in. Or I can change my environment. Right. You know, I mean, I, I'm not. No one's forcing me to be here. Kore- Koreans invite. Were very gracious to allow me to be there as their guest. You know, I, I don't have to. You know, be there. And and Korea will be just fine without me. And and it has been for for wisdom. Many years now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if we think about it, it's it's wisdom. And we would think to call that common sense, but it's not because I have many people in my profession, and I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. who don't like teaching anymore but they mm-hmm. they're comfortable they're they're waiting to hit their for their retirement and get their 4013b in their retirement mm-hmm. but they they're not giving it 100% anymore and you know I call it giving past your expiration date right cuz when mm-hmm. you know when milk goes bad it starts to smell um and it's toxic to taste um but that's in any profession Right. That's mm-hmm. that's even a, I mean, there's certain churches where people are just like, man, start to complain. And there's like maybe that's not where you need to be anymore. Maybe you need a fresh environment and it's not wrong. Right. All you know, it, at least in my theology, all all places are are should be home where you find believers. It's why I can walk into a Catholic church with Jeremy and have no problem. I mean, going there and sitting there through a liturgy and uh, participating uh, of course, I wouldn't take communion because I'm not confirmed, but I, I you know, uh, versus, you know, staying in and becoming toxic. And there's no need to, but there's so many options and doors we have. And we By should the way, continue growth. Sorry, sorry, forgive me. I didn't mean to. Um, Go ahead. No, no, no. 
but 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 I used to tell that to people in Korea because there would be people that were toxic. You know, my colleagues, some of my it's not no, but some of my colleagues would be like, oh, Koreans, this Koreans that, you know, because what happened was it's like just like I, that's what I was feeling. Right. But the difference between me and them is I, I used to tell them, I go, hey, look, no one's no one's stopping you from leaving here. You can leave anytime you want. I mean, no one's holding you here by, you know, with a gun to your head. Brilliant mindset. Like, and, and that's one of the folks. This is one of the reasons I brought him on here. OK, so, <laughs> you know, I, I talk about coaching and stuff, but like it's it's so naturally easy when when he gives the lessons for me. So as we continue this journey, just keep, I'll just keep putting push pins here so you guys can keep hearing these lessons, because really that is a a definitely brilliant mindset. Like no one's going to keep you where you're at. You do have options. Right. You think you don't. But if you start putting that energy and focus like Jeremy did. Right. You'll end up in Beijing, China or tell them what happened, at how, how you got out of Beijing, China, because like this is <laughs> tell them, tell them where you went to next, because this is kind of brilliant. You know, and you know there's what? a lot of great stories in, in the next country. He's going to tell you what he got. Go to see Jason, Jason, because you know me, because you know me and you followed me and I've documented this journey kind of online, like. You, have, I, you guys it, could follow his journey. Like literally, if you guys go to his Facebook, the <laughs> documented his journey. It's pretty interesting. Before Facebook had like this way of documenting it, he was already doing it. So when they upgraded to their like, we're going to make this a, a timeline of your life, Jeremy was already set. And like everything lined <laughs> up for him. And like you can go all the way back to where his journey begins and Facebook begins because he's been on Facebook since then. And like follow his journey. And and by the way, I did that to verify my information in my memory because, you know, some yeah. so many years passed. But seriously, like, go ahead, continue, Jeremy. I'm I, sorry. I, I interrupted well, you. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that, like, as I'm talking to you about, because I, I don't, you know, like, you know, I'm ta- I'm kind of reliving this as I'm talking to you. And it's like, like, if you didn't, like, I think it would almost be hard to believe what I'm, what I'm saying if you didn't know, if you didn't know me, right? Like, but, but, but you, you, you followed it the whole way through. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we've been on this. <laughs> you're consistent out of all my friends. You're the most consistent when it came to posting um, <laughs> about your life. And I'll be, I'll be specific about his life journey, right? He didn't post frivolous things. Jeremy posted things that he could go back and that could build him up. Yeah. That's nothing. Matthew McConaughey released his green lights book based on his journals Jeremy Critt's journal is on Facebook. It's free of charge. And it, it, but it was for nobody but himself. Right. And it, and it was to build up. And that, that's why it's easy for me to go and say, well, what happened next? I already know what happened next because <laughs> we've been friends for so long and he's been popping up on my Facebook since 2000, I don't know, whenever Facebook started 2004, yeah. five, I don't know. Um, but these, these things, uh, and and his journey impacted me, and and as I said, and what impacts me has impacted others. We never know the impact we have. It's like one of the reasons why I brought him on as a, as part of the parliament because of the impact, and he's still having impact, right? And, and we'll get to the 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 you being coming a broker and stuff because I, I do want to get to that because I okay, think that's okay, okay. So Sorry, I'll, try to, I'll try to speed up. I'll try to speed up time. You don't, don't, you don't have to speed up. We, okay, we have okay. time. We're, okay, we're okay, okay. I have okay, a question so, as you have. So, so where, do, where are we going next? Okay. So, so I'm in, I'm in China and then here, here's something interesting. So I'll, I'll share this. I'll share this. Yeah. You know, Cause I'll, I'll go, I'll go a little deeper with you on this. So one of the things that I was kind of struggling with, even when I was in Korea, while I was dating my wife, was 
you know, I, this is a woman that I love that I had a profound connection with, but I was like, is God still calling me to be a priest? I, I kind of, I kind of really like, like, it, it's like in, like, it's in, it's like, it's, it's going to be forever in the back of your head. It's like, it's like in there. It's like, it's like, you know, and, 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 um, but, but long story short, um, and, th- and this is interesting. And I, I've really felt this, um, a lot in my life is that this, as much as I would wish that God would just give you the answer, you know, just like, Jeremy, this is what you have to do. Like, like talking to Moses or, or whoever, what prophets or whatever, it would make life so much easier. But at the end of the day, it's like, all you can do, it's like, you, you know, you, you just have to be humble and be like, just petition and kind of feel like, kind of like, just look inward and feel it out. And, and just, you know, that's what testing the spirits is, you know? That's really what testing the spirits is. You know, when you, when you are trying, you know, you have all these thoughts and you have all these, um, and I, I would only talk about this with you, Jason, because, because this only people who believe in God and believe in Jesus Christ can, 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 can grasp this stuff because this is very spiritual stuff. Um, when, when, when you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about decisions, especially life decisions, you, know, you have all these feelings, you have all these thoughts, but but you need grace. You need the light of God to help you sift through, you know, what's really happening. What is what is the Holy Spirit really saying to me? And and sometimes the answer is not totally clear. We can only like we step in faith. We hope we've made the right decision. We we've taken the time to consider and, and, and then you make the decision, but when you make the decision, you make the decision, you don't look back. And what's what's great about that. I'm going to add to that. What's Mm -hmm. great about that. Since you're in relationship with the King of the universe and you put that (laughs) faith out there, right. Um, when you make that decision, if, if the bottom falls out, he's going to be there to catch you. Right now, if you don't have that relationship and you sift through and you're like, I've made this decision and the bottom falls out, you're going to put all of that on yourself rather than all of that on. Well, I, I moved in faith and I and I need you to bail me out versus now I have to bail myself out. Mm-hmm. Right. And that can be crushing. Right. Mm-hmm. We see and, and we can see that in like huge businessmen that lose businesses or. You know, I, I mean, we can go all over the world and, and mm-hmm. see the, the horrible ramifications of carrying that all by yourself rather yeah. than being in a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so just going back to the story um, is, you know, I, you know, when I was in China, you know, that's when I, you know, basically, well, I told my, I told Sohyun very early in our relationship that I wanted to marry her. Um, but I, I wasn't prepared to do so, but I was also had this struggle. I had this inner struggle that I was dealing with as well. Um, but when I was in China, you know, she was in Korea, I was in China, um, which shows you that distance really has very little to do with, you know, you know, people that like long distance related, you know, part of my relationship with my wife was long distance. So yeah. You're preaching yeah. to the choir here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's if the love is there, if it's if it's meant to be, it it, it works out. 
And in, when I was in China, that's when um, I, you know, formally, you know, uh, really formally, you know, got, in, you know, got engaged and then we made a plan. And then I was like, you know, I need to make more money. I mean, I, I was, I was, you know, working for the British Council doing um, as an IELTS examiner and I was teaching at the university and, uh, you know, I, I was, I was doing okay in China, you know, I mean, for, you know, for that, you know, what I, you know, my age and what I was doing there, what I was trying to do out there, you know, I was doing okay. But um, I was like, okay, I want to make more money. I want to, you know, do, you know, just also, you know, just, yeah, I want to make more money basically, you know, and then I was thinking about getting married. And then uh, I was like, okay, well, I got to go to the Middle East because that's where like the, the creme de la creme jobs that pay the most are all in the Middle East. So I was like, okay, I'm starting to put out my, my, uh, and by the way, I forgot to mention all this time I was, I, I was working on a master's degree, uh, distance learning, uh, the, the, from a British university that had a kind of a program going on in Korea. So I got my master's degree. I was working on my master's degree in teaching English as a second foreign language through all of this that we're talking about. And, um, and then, so I apply for a job in Saudi Arabia, which had amazing pay for, for, for English teaching. Um, and I remember I was sleeping, I was, I was in my, my room and, um, you know, in, in China, they had you stay in at this university, they had just, I was a, called a foreign expert and I was in the foreign expert hotel. It was like a hotel they had just for the foreign students and foreign teachers. Nice. So I'm in there. It's probably all bugged and, and you know, video cameras everywhere. They're probably <laughs> recording everything. Probably nowadays you would have a, a social credit to go score to go. Yes. 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 Yeah. You had, you had to put actually to get on the internet. You had to put this like executable file on your computer. No one knows what it did. So I mean, who knows what they were? What they Holy were cow. Yeah. Yeah. That's China. So um. So anyway. So um. So I remember I got this call like. I, I don't remember what time it was like, so like I was like two in the morning or something is it, it was like, you know, I got this call. I'm like, who's, who's this? And, um, I answered like, Hey, Jeremy, you know, we got your resume. Um, you have exactly the experience that we're looking for. When can you start? And I was like, um, well, okay, I'm teaching. Um, you know, it was like, I was in the, 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 you know, the semester was going to end in January. So I said, "Hey, how about fe how about Feb?" And I'm thinking, "Okay, also, you know, we're, we're gonna get married in 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 January." So I said, "How about February, February?" And I forget, I, I picked the date kind of random, like how about February 15th, something like that. And he was like, "Okay, great, that's wonderful. I'm gonna send you a contract." Da da da. The next day, they sent me the contract. I just signed it, and I, and then I told the university I was leaving at the end of the semester. And long story short, um, I finished. Actually, I I, I had final exams. Um, actually, this is actually not a really good thing, but, uh, I had final exams and I was running out of time. Okay. To get back to Korea. Cause we had, we had scheduled, like I was going to finish final exams. I was going to come back. And when I got back to Korea, I was going to get married the net, the two days later after I got back to Korea. Um, so like, I was under this really like this really like time crunch. You're crazy. Okay. Go ahead. It's a long story. There's more to it. But but um, I had this really good Chinese friend that I made. He was he was a grad, he was a PhD student. And I said, hey, I'm not going to have enough time to grade these papers. And so he's like, don't worry, I'll do it. So I, I gave him the rest of my paper. He was qualified. He was qualified. He graded the papers. He turned them in for me. I I'm, I hope everyone was happy with their grade. Uh, and then uh, or not. Or not, yeah. And then I, I, I went back, and then I, and my, my, um, unfortunately, my, 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 my dad, he, um, he had a, actually a brain aneurysm, uh, at during this time, so he wasn't able to come to my wedding, but my mom was able to come out, and so, uh, we got married, uh, there in Korea, and then, um, yeah, we, we went, went around with my mom and stuff, and, and, and toured Korea, 
And then they went back and then we stayed for a, a few more weeks in Korea. And then we flew off together to Saudi Arabia. Um, and uh, wow, that was Saudi Arabia was an experience. We were there for um, two, uh, two, I want to say two and a half years or so, um, two, two and a half years. I have to look back now. Um, it feels like a long time ago. Um, but I was in Riyadh and, um, I remember, you know, flying not into much Riyadh. posting in Saudi Arabia folks. What's that? I said, not much posting from Saudi Arabia. Little, oh yeah. Yeah. There's no. a little silence. There's a little <laughs> silence patch in, in the history. So you guys are getting some stuff that I just got myself today, but you know, Saudi Arabia was so interesting. I'll tell you what I was, my faith grew in Saudi Arabia. Weren't you there doing you were there during the the nine eleven stuff though, weren't you? No, 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 no. That was that was no, no. I was there. I was there during the Arab Spring. Okay. I was so, there during the Arab. So Spring just period. as dangerous. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we were worried during the Arab Spring that that um, that things would um, would go bad, go south. Um, the king was actually that was king at that time was King Abdullah, and he was in convalescing from uh, surgery in um, in Morocco. When the um, when the Arab Spring broke out, he uh, he came back, declared a national holiday, gave a bunch of money to everybody. Um, you know, he kind of quieted them all down. And, and luckily, Saudi Arabia kept on kept on going. Um, but, you know, Saudi Arabia is very interesting. L lots of Christians in Saudi Arabia. There's I think there's about a million um, Catholics alone um, in Saudi Arabia. You know, the Filipinos and Indians, a lot of them are Catholic um, and they're all practicing their faith clandestinely quietly and, and yeah yeah i mean there there are no church buildings but let me tell you house churches all over and um and very very inspiring i i, I tell you that it was one of the most inspiring things um ever in my faith was experiencing the faith of christians in saudi arabia absolutely amazing there you go folks Absolutely. Amazing. The kingdom is always moving forward. And, 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 you know, and you know, what was interesting about the faith in Saudi Arabia. It was, you know, we take things for granted. You know, we, we, we have our church or we have, you know, multiple churches that we might want to go to or, or go to or, you know, wh whatever it may be, like any kind of religious expression that you can express as a Christian, you take for granted. But when you're in a country where it is illegal to have a public expression other than let's say Islam. Um, and then you see the people practicing their faith and, 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 you know, you're not wearing crosses. There's no crucifixes or crosses anywhere. It's just people living their life and getting together to pray and to read the Bible and go to mass and this and that, you know, and, and, and the, I, I can't talk a lot. I can't talk too much about it actually, um, I can't actually, same, I can't same way in, in China. Right. But way more way, way, way. way the, yes, it is. It is like that in China, but, but you were there when, when they didn't, when Hong Kong wasn't a part of China. Right. So, so I, I never, I've never been to Hong Kong. Um, okay. so I was in mainland China okay. and, um, and, and I wasn't in China long enough to, to really get too deep in there. Yeah. But, but. I will say in Saudi Arabia, um, I'll just say this is that it was truly amazing um, to see the 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 deep faith of the people. You know that talk about ministry. They ministered to me. I mean, they 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 my faith was deeply deeply strengthened by that experience. Yeah. 
Yeah. So there it is, folks. If you want to go live your life on the edge. <laughs> and there are people, by the way, there are people, there are people in Saudi Arabia that continue to live there. Yeah. To be witnesses. To be, to, to, yes, yes, quietly, quietly. And, and they feel it as a calling. They feel it as yeah. a calling. It's very that interesting. A lot of Filipino life. and Indian Christians doing that. So you moved from, from Saudi Arabia to Dubai. To teach at uh, Zayed Abu University, Abu Dhabi, Abu, Abu Dhabi, yeah, Abu Dhabi, yeah. Teach at Zayed U- University. Did Correct. I say that right? Yeah, Zayed University, Sheikh Zayed University. Yes, yes. So I was in and, Saudi Arabia, then I moved to Saudi uh, to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Okay, so he he's teaching there for about five years, and then in somewhere around 2016, Jeremy says, "Nah, this isn't for me anymore." Okay. Yeah. So, so are we going too long? I'm sorry. I feel like, no, 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 okay? no. I, I look, look, this, this format is meant to go to from, from 45 minutes to an hour and 20 okay. minutes. Okay. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. Okay. I, I, listeners. So now, you know what I was thinking when I, when I, you know, whatever episode this ends up being and all, all the, all the hullabaloo. Um, now, you know, the secret of, of the voices of parliament. Uh, so yeah, 2016. Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, when I left right, right, right when I was leaving, um, Saudi Arabia, um, you know, I, so I got this job in uh, Zaid university, Zaid university is a flag, one of the, the, basically the flagship university of the United Arab Emirates. It's named after the founder of the United Arab, Arab, blah, 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 excuse me, the, the founder of the United Arab Emirates, which is Sheikh Zayed. And, um, and so, um, I enrolled in a doctoral program at Durham university in England, um, basically just as I was kind of getting to, to Abu Dhabi, you know, and, um, and then, so I, you know, I, 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 you know, started teaching at the university. I was teaching in the language program and then I was part-time a doctoral student in Durham and I was going every, you know, during the summers I was going to England, um, to, um, you know, to do the coursework and then. Um, but you, you know what happened? Here's what was happening during that time, during my Abu Dhabi days. First of all, living in the United Arab Emirates, amazing. Such an such a great experience. I mean, it was amazing. They treated me so, and they treated me well in Saudi Arabia too. Um, but the the Emiratis, man, they pulled out the red carpet. I mean, I was living in a luxury uh, apartment tower overlooking the Arabian Gulf. Um, it was like a resort style. I mean, it was like, if you ever have a chance, look up um, Reem Island in Abu Dhabi and then type, t- actually type in Sun Tower, Reem Island, Abu Dhabi. And you- you'll see the picture of where I used to live. It looks like something out of like, looks like a spaceship or something. It's really, really amazing. And uh, so we were living there. The accommodation was completely paid for. They would give me um, tickets to go anywhere in the world once a year. It was actually intended to go home, but you could use that to take to to, to buy tickets to go anywhere. It was it was so you're going to money. Durham. You're going to Durham instead. Okay. I was going to Durham. You know, we, we, we took. We, I mean, I, I we took a trip to uh, let's see, Durham. We went to uh, Prague. We went to. Um, we went to Czech Republic, we went to Hungary, we went to Lebanon. We, I mean, we, we took some amazing trips, you know, because you're right there in the middle of where everything is. That's why it's the Middle East. Um, and so um, so it was really, really cool. Uh, you know, um, I was the language program was amazing. It was one of the most professional language programs I had ever worked in. 
Uh, my colleagues were super smart, really good program. University was amazing. They, I mean, the Emiratis have like unlimited money. So they were just pouring tons of resources. Like the Sheikh wakes up one day and goes, I want every student to have an iPad. Boom. Next Next month, the the CEO or one of the sorry one of the, not the CEO but the, one of the head executives of Apple's visiting the school and everyone has an iPad. It's like they make these decisions; they can just pour unlimited resources into everything. Well, um, they do control the oil, so they've I got the oil. They, they've got the oil. I would oil. hope they'd have yeah. unlimited resources. Oh yeah, they've 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 got it. Um, and so um, so it was great. You know, I enjoyed teaching there. It was a great teaching experience. Um, and but then you were but, done, huh? Then you're like, I'm done. Yeah. So here's what happened. I was growing discontent with my life situation because I had basically done what I wanted to do. I traveled the world. Okay. I went to a lot of cool places. You know, I mean, I, I, I couldn't talk. I mean, I, I've done so much. I can't talk about all here. I mean, it's just, there'd be too much, but I mean, I traveled to a whole bunch of places, um, you know, and then. You know, and then of course now I'm getting older. You know, um, you know, my daughter, my, both my kids were born in Abu Dhabi, so you know, my daughter's, you know, comes into the picture, and it's like, okay, well, you know what, my life is changing, right? My life, I'm no longer, you know, 23 years old, you know, with a backpack running around. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man now, and you know, and I, I've got responsibilities, and, and also just like I just, you know, wasn't challenged anymore. You know, there, there was no challenge in what I was doing. Like I, I, you know, there was nothing, there was nothing left for me to do really, um, more with, with teaching. And, and I was doing the doctorate and the doctorate was a huge mistake the, me entering the doctoral program at Durham university was a very big mistake. It was total, I, well, maybe, maybe when uh, you wouldn't say a total waste of money, but I was, I wasn't doing it because I was passionate about education. I mean, although I like education, it was, you know, but, but I wasn't doing a doctoral education because I wanted to, you know, revolutionize, you know, research and education. I was doing it for job security because to be in the university, I had to have a, you know, to really to do something, I had a doctorate. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I just wasn't that passionate about it. And I was trying to make myself passionate, but I wasn't passionate. You know, and, and you know, you know where it came, you know, where it really started to show when I, when I got into the, the, the doctoral thesis stage, um, I, I just didn't really have the motivation. I just didn't, it's not that I, you know, obviously I was smart enough to do it because I was there, but, but I just was not motivated because I, I wasn't passionate about it. And I, I just, I knew that wasn't my future. So long story short, there is actually a moment where I really made the decision because I was already kind of leaning to, to, you know, so figuring yeah, something that, else out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the, the real defining moment, cause I, I had thought about doing real estate. So for people who don't know my, my, uh, my mom and my dad were realtors in, in California. Right. So I knew about, I knew about real estate. Okay. When I, you know, in, in, in from my parents. Right. And uh, I thought, you know, it'd be really cool to do real estate, you know, have my own business, you know, cause I was also tired of, and this is something I learned about myself, Jason, I don't do well in hierarchies. I don't do well in, 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 you know, you know, I just don't. And that, and that may, you know, going back to the seminary, you know, that's probably something that was going on was that I felt stifled. It was hard for me to be in a structure like that because it's just, I need to be open and free and, and, and just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, you need so, to be on the, on the wheel of your destiny on the ocean of life. 
that's yeah. Now, 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 I got to be careful because because you know the people that are you know you know for those that remained in the community, you know, they're doing their vocation or whatever. But you know, but the, but that's their calling. That's their calling. That's their calling. Right? Correct. And you Correct. had dissonance with that. Correct that version of it. I mean, because you're still called. I mean, you're folks. Yeah, he's still sure. impacting the religious community and the, the secular community. I want to let you know that his hands, <laughs> his hands, and impact are on a lot of different things, like whether it be coaching or mentoring, whether it be uh, developing new ways to get people to invest. He is out there doing his calling in a way that most, well, at least I would say is is just as much as a ministry as as a priest is. But just in a different, and he's going to disagree with me on this because he's all, I, you don't see him. He's already lifting his head. Just <laughs> no, no, in a different way. Just, just, in, a, just in a different way. Just so, in a different way. We all have our callings and we all have the, the way to bring the kingdom to different people because the priest is not going to be able to touch everybody. No, that's right. And, and, and so I was just going to add, I wasn't going to disagree. I, honestly, I was not going to disagree. But <laughs> I was just, just going to add to what you were going to say. is, and, and this is something that... Um, you know, like in Catholicism, um, after the Vatican, Second Vatican Council, you know, this became a little bit, came more to the foreground. And, and that is that, you know, the role of the laity in the world, you know, the clergy, the priesthood, you know, they're, you know, now they are called to go out to all the world, you know, preach the gospel, baptize all the nations, all, all that good stuff. And, and all baptized Christians are called to do that, you know, but they're, they're doing it in the form of, you know, an ordained minister. But, but one of the things, and, and I'm kind of from the John Paul II generation, I'm kind of a JP two Catholic, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, we were very influenced. My, my, my generation was very influenced by him. And, the, and that is, you know, he really emphasized, you know, for the lady to go out and, and, and to touch the secular world. Cause we, we, you know, Priests cannot touch the secular world the same way a layperson can, right? Because each person in their own profession and field and their own competency, they have the ability to have the influence in, in that sphere, right? And 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 that was a real push, you know. John Paul II was a very big, you know, you know, trying Couldn't to get people to better myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> of course, it's always it's always kind of like that, but it's it kind of came, you know, really to the fore, you know, especially kind of in more recent church history, especially. Um, but anyway, um, so wait, I'm sorry. I lost our way here in the parliament. Where, where, where are we? At the, oh, <laughs> all right. Let's, let's take them back. It's 2016 and his defining oh, yeah. moment of okay. why he changed. And, and he's like, the doctorate was like not doing it. I was, I'm helping you recap here. Hey, I was not a, you know, I was, I, I've hit the top of the, the ladder of what I thought I could do here. And I wanted something different. My parents were in real estate. And I started to think maybe I might actually do that. that right. were, that's where we left off. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And the irony here is my mom wanted me to really join her in real estate when I left the seminary. And I was like, absolutely not. I will never do that. I will never do real estate. I hate real estate. Um, and, uh, and it's interesting. I, I, I think, you know, it would have been interesting if I would have started real estate way, way back then. But Honestly, I'm not sure if my mom and I could, and I love my mom very much. And um, if she listens to this, yeah, I, I you know, it, it, it's nothing against my mom, but it's probably better we didn't work together. You know, <laughs> it's probably better we did it. And also, I didn't have the same maturity and and drive, kind of, maybe drive to yeah, yeah, just not the goal. I didn't have the same goals that I have right that I have today. Right. Um, but let me go back to we're in Abu Dhabi. So I was in this conference in 2000. 
think it was 15 or 16. Um, it's a little bit blurry now, but I was at this conference. I think it was 16. I was in this conference and it was this professor from Cambridge or Oxford, one of these big schools. And he was presenting some research, okay, about some language teaching, whatever. And you know, in Peanuts, where it's like the adults in the Peanuts, they go, wah, 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 wah. You know, the French, you know the French horns like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was in there. It was so weird. I was in, I was listening. I was in this like thing, a really nice hotel, you know, the, in, in the Middle East, they do everything in the, in the Gulf. Everything's like very grand. So I'm in this, this, this hall and listening to this like professor. And it's like, what, 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 what? Like, like, I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is stupid. I mean, I literally, I, I literally thought to myself, this is stupid. Like everyone thinks this is like really like an important lecture and I'm, and they, okay, maybe it is important, but, but I'm thinking like this research has zero impact. It's not interesting. No one's ever going to hear about it. other than the little tiny people in this group here that are kind of maybe remotely interested in this little tiny thread of a research project of this one guy in some, you know, nice, you know, high power university. Um, no one cares about this. Like, like it doesn't matter. It's, it's dumb. And <laughs> that's how I felt. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is not, this is not where it's very similar to when I was in the seminary. This is not where I'm supposed to be. The sermon again. Yeah, this is not it. This is not it. And I, and I was, like I said, I was feeling dissatisfied and you know, it's funny as we're talking about this, Jason, there is something I'm noticing as I'm talking to you, and I, I haven't thought about this before, is one thing that I think I have done right in my life, and I hope I've done more than one thing right, but one thing I have done right <laughs> is when I have felt that I have needed to change course, I've always had the courage to do it. It's been hard. It's been difficult at times, but somehow, you know, by the grace of God, I have always had the courage to make the change and not stay stuck. Like, because like, just like when I, you know, at that time I was like, oh my God, like I feel trapped. I can't grow anymore as a person. And, and even more than that, like my family, I can't provide for my family in the way that I want to provide here anymore. I need to, I need to change. Yep. And so and so, yeah. And so that's when I kind of made the decision. I like, I, in that moment, I actually, that was like a very crystal clear kind of moment where I was like, you know what? I, I I'm doing this. And then I, 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 you know, talked to my wife about it. And so my wife was pregnant with our, when we started really talking about this, she was pregnant with my son, my, my, my second child. And she was like, Jeremy, can you just wait? for us to have Francis here because we had great health care, you know, we, we were stable and I was like, of course, of course. Right. So, of course. So, so I withdrew from the doc, long story short, I withdrew from the doctoral program. So that's it done. So now I'm like, I'm like, okay, instead of putting cash into that, I'm just gonna start stacking cash to go home. And, um, and then, um, and then I was like thinking like, okay, wow. Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm planning out like when I have to resign from the university because we had to resign for in a, with a certain amount of time to get our severance pay, you know, because I had a lot of money coming to me from being there for so many years. I, you would get one month's pay for every year of service. So I had like five, six months of pay on top of, or five or six months of pay on top of like my last salary and, and other things. So, so I went in, so I was kind of planning all that out and I was like, well, where am I going to go back to the United States? Like, where am I? So, 
I'm going to have, like, I was like, I'm going to have enough savings to go anywhere in the United States. And I could maybe, if I didn't work at all, at all, I could maybe, maybe go a year, maybe around that, you know, that's with just being very simple, uh, maybe, maybe eight months or nine months to a year. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to, I need to think about where I'm going to go. So I thought about, okay, going back to California, for example. Yeah. You'd, you'd survive for maybe two months. Right, 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 right. That was, that was one of the considerations. And, but then I was like, it also felt regressive. It was like, I'm from California. I'm from like, where would I go in California? Obviously I'd go to where, where I, where I know the best. And I was like, that I don't want to go back there. You know, I've already done that. And after being everywhere else, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to go back there. So then I thought, okay, maybe I'll go to Florida where my parents are kind of uh, semi-retired now. And then I, I, they're, they're in Bonita Springs. And I went to Bonita Springs. I was like, I don't really like, you know, living in Bonita Springs is nice, but I don't really want to live there. So, um, so my brother was a, uh, a lieutenant in the army based in Fort Hood, just north of Austin. I was talking to my brother. I said, Danny, I go, you know, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know where I want to land. He's like, what do you think about Austin? And I thought, huh, Austin. Okay. So I go to Google. I've never been to Texas, never been to Austin. And I look it up and I go, you know, that kind of has all the things I'm kind of looking for. And you know what? Uh, really? I, I had to make a decision and I just chose Austin just like that. I was just like, that's it. Sight unseen. Okay. I'm going to Austin. I'm going to make it happen in Austin. I'm going to go back to Austin and start my real estate career, get my license in Texas and do real estate in Austin. So, so, so basically I made that decision about a year before I moved to Austin. Okay. So I'm now. That's you know, on Facebook too, folks. <laughs> yeah, it is there. It is there. Yep. I have videos of me talking about it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You did you videos. see those videos? Did you see Yeah, I sure did. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, um, so, um, and, and so I remember, and, and I, I want to share a story. I think the story would be this, this will align a little bit with the kind of things we've talked about um, before we, we started going on air here. Um, I remember I was very excited about my plans and I told one of my friends in, on the faculty about, I said, Hey, you know what? I've decided to leave teaching. I'm going to become a real estate agent. He's like, Jeremy, Jeremy, why would you do that? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, isn't the market saturated with real estate agents? I mean, can the, he said, quote, can the, can the market sustain one more agent? I thought, God, if that's how I thought I might as well just shoot myself now and just stop <laughs> living. I mean, why? I mean, cause like anything but, you do, huh? I, I agree with you. Like people are telling me this about coaching, but only you can be the Jeremy of real estate agents, right? Right, right, right. And yeah. only I can be the Jason Rodriguez of coaching. We have things yeah. to bring that nobody else can bring. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mindset, folks, mindset. We and talk about really, that a lot. I was really shocked when you said that to me because I thought to myself, like, if that's how you think, like, I, I remember I was really struck by that conversation. It was, that was in the copy room, in the copy room at the university, right? And And, and I was like, I mean, if that's how you think, you'll never do anything in life. Because, like, for example, something like business, like, unless you're Elon Musk, where, you're, like, you're creating a whole new industry, like, like where you're, like, you're creating something that never existed, which is not common. That's not, you know, that's not going to be rare. rare. Very rare. Very yeah. rare. Like, I'm a business person, but I'm not that kind of business person, okay? Um, that's a very unique thing. And, and good for those guys, you know, good for them, you know. But, but unless you're creating a new market like 
you like Steve Jobs creating the iPhone, something that never existed before. Um, anything that's worthwhile, especially like with money, anything that's that can make a lot of money, there's going to be competition. There's going to be competition. You can't go into any kind of business where people are making money and expect for there not to be competition. There's going to be competition. And if you're scared of competition or, or you feel like, you know, the, the world can't handle one more of whatever it is, you then why even try? We just, just go live on the street, live under a bridge, have a cardboard sign, beg for food. I mean, what are we doing here? Like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy thinking. Oh man. This is, see this folks, this is the wisdom. This is why I brought this man here. <laughs> all okay, right. Good, good, this good. is the wisdom. That's why I brought. So, all right. So I'm, I'm going to have to have you on here a second time. We're going to have to talk about your, your business side stuff. I think, yeah, okay. I think we've talked a lot about your journey and I think there's so many good tidbits here, but I think we have a, I don't think we have enough time to really cover all the other stuff I want to cover. So I promise you, Parliament, we're going to have Jeremy on again because I think he has way more to bring to you. I, I mean, he just gave you the, the tip of the iceberg <laughs> of of the wisdom he has in the business realm. And I think you guys will – I didn't even think that, that that there could be more than one here, but there's going to be more than one. There's going to have to be. Are you sure? Are you going to have me on here again? Oh, I'll <laughs> sure? definitely have you. I, yeah, oh I'm going to have you on here, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about Austin because I think Austin needs to be a completely different oh, skill yeah. set because I think – I think you have so much more to give about the journey in Austin that we just can't cover. But okay, so we're gonna head towards the ending, and there's always two questions. So I, I mean, at least this next time, the second time you'll be on, you'll be ready for these questions. But here's the first question: What's one thing about faith you would like or think you could clear up for people? You want me to answer this? Oh, absolutely. And then I'll have a okay. one more question after that. So what's one thing you can unravel, you can clear up, you can make easier from people from your perspective? Uh, and I'll tell you what we've talked about that maybe you might pull from that. We've talked about discernment. We've talked about journey. We've talked about courage and, and the ability to make decisions based off of those. So, Jeremy, what's one thing you think that in your your walk, your journey that we've talked about or even not talked about that you could – quickly unravel from somebody that if they could take away like a something a, a statement I want to hear it one more time. I want to hear it one more time. What's one thing about faith you would like or think you could clear up for the parliament? Okay. When I think faith, I think surrender. Surrender. You know, um faith is one of those things where it's a it's a gift from God. You can't understand it. It's you have to just surrender. I can't explain it. I'm sorry. It's a mystery. Faith is a mystery. It's a faith is a mystery that it, it's 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 how do we unravel it? The way I think of faith is you, you just when you when when the when the when a person is touched by God, when 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 God touches the person's intellect and 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 heart. Um, the, the, the there's two ways you can go okay you, you you can resist it or you surrender to it and 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 ultimately you have you know for a christian you just have to surrender you you just surrender you just like th- that's the, the i view th- i view this very 
connected to the gift of of the Holy Spirit of fear of the Lord or awe, because you know um, you know it's one of those things where it's like when you experience faith in your life, it is something so it's it's so deep. It's 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 a way that God te- uh, touches us very very deeply, and 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 all we can do as just these little finite creatures is just surrender and just be like oh like oh my god like it's just like it it leads you to worship it leads to worship i can't disagree with you and you just tied a lot of what you talked about today Mm -hmm. all up in that that answer right surrendering Mm -hmm. to the discernment that Mm -hmm. you were getting and that took courage too and faith takes courage Mm -hmm. right all right Mm -hmm. so the last question so usually at the end. I, I, by the way, I'm very curious what people think about that answer because I, I that's very spontaneous. I, uh, what do you think? I want to know what you think. I honestly want. I know. know what I you think, think it, I, I yes, but faith is so. I, I haven't even thought about it yet, but faith. Uh, I mean, everybody answers the question differently. Yeah. So. But wait, wait. I'm curious what you think about what I like the I, answer. To no, the I completely. I'm genuinely I, yeah, curious. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I, I don't okay. I don't find any disagreement with it. I think it's such a it's such a complicated. Oh, yeah. It's easy, but it's complicated. Oh, I yeah. have to say this, folks, um, that and there's plenty of verses we could go over. Um, but yes, I'm going to go. My answer. What do I think about it? Yes. Mm. Okay. OK, how would you. So I <laughs> I usually challenge the parliament to do something, to change something in their lives or, or okay. for, go for something at the end of every episode. Okay. So Jeremy, mm-hmm. what would you like to challenge the par- parliament? Right. Cause faith, uh, no matter what any, anybody, whether they, uh, and the parliament is believers, non-believers, listeners, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, madmen. Um, but we, it, there's an action step in life. And so at the end, I always like having my visitors, just like I do, challenge the parliament to something. So how would you like to challenge the parliament? Oh, boy. How would I like to challenge the parliament? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think I'll challenge – I'll I'll relate it to my story, which is um, you may be thinking – about doing something in your life, changing your career, changing your direction. I've changed my direction. I have changed my direction radically at least twice in my life so far. I'm 42 in, in those years, I've had two major, you know, major, major breaks in terms of like direction I was going in. I would argue three with the brokerage, but that's, Oh, that's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. No, good, good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, um, but I would challenge you to be courageous, to have courage because people, they have all these ideas. They know what they want to do. It's, it's like, you know, I know in my life, these things that that, like these changes that have come up in my life, they've been bubbling up and it's like, it's like pressure building. Right. 
And yeah, I saw like there was all these things that were very and, and, and I wish I could have gone into the transition to Austin. That might be because that, you know, that really required That's, a lot of I, Ladies um, and gentlemen, I promise that we will. Yeah, get if that. you want, if you have me back, I'll come back. If you have I me, will if you definitely have you back. back. I think you have um, to give, man. So, you know, but but, you know, but like I look back and I thank God that I had the courage to do it because I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have been able to grow the way. I've grown. And when I look back at some people I know that wanted to do those things, like they wanted to get out, because once you go into English teaching and you're teaching abroad, it's after a while, it's hard to get out of it. It's hard to like, you're kind of stuck in a way. And it takes a, I mean, it's a lot, it takes a lot of resources also to kind of break out of the gravitational pull of that stuff. And, and, and so, you know, my challenge would be if you're, if you're facing a decision like that, or you've been thinking about it, you do have to take courage and you, and you know what, the result of your decision is not known. You may fail, but, but, but you still got to do it. All right, parliament, you heard it. The challenge is courage. So if wherever, whenever you hear this, that's the challenge for, for the next time. Thanks for listening. Pour yourself another cup of tea and we'll see you again, parliament. Goodbye. Like, subscribe, leave a good comment. Thanks for visiting the Parliament. If you want to know about Gravitas Coaching, please visit gravitas.co. It's also where we host the Parliament. Last but not least, the intro and outro music credits. Intro music by Russ Budgen and outro music by Sardam Aravistov.